Hey, this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, telling you to go above and Batman beyond. This is Adam Beechin. This is Yoko McCann from Funko. This is Zach from Diamond Select Toys. This is Bernard Chang. Dan Bergen. Hey everyone, it's Michael McQuistian. This is Lolita Ritmanis. This is Christopher Carter with Dynamic Music Partners. This is Travis from at Saturday Morning Batman on Instagram. This is Eli Benson, also known as Batman Beyond fan page, and I'm telling you to go above and Batman Beyond. 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 Welcome back, Neo-Gotham, to Above and Batman Beyond, a pretty shway show all about the futuristic Bat-Beyond, although today it's not all about the futuristic Bat-Beyond. Uh, today we'll be talking instead about 10 new movies and TV shows announced by uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran, the co-CEOs of DC Films. So the new DCU has been announced, and we are here to talk about it. Uh, once again, I'm your co-host, Benjamin David. With me, as always, is my faithful co-host, close friend, and beyond expert, Eli Benson. Uh, follow him on Instagram, his very powerful Instagram, at Batman underscore beyond underscore fan page. And yeah, man, we're going to be talking uh, more about this here slate on the next episode. We're not going to be doing consistent pod episodes, but we will be having, uh, an, let's call it a cluster, a, a group, a small season of episodes coming up about, once again, uh, the rest of this slate, specifically about TV. We cover more movies on this one. We're going to be doing TV on the next and then Beyond the White Knight, uh, Sean Gordon Murphy's masterful uh, comic book, Batman Beyond the White Knight. So stay tuned for that. And speaking of which, subscribe so you don't miss those episodes. Uh, subscribe to the pod wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, again, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please write us a five-star review. really helps us out. And subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash above and Batman Beyond for a bunch of vid clips. And yeah, more, probably even more video uh, than, than pod stuff coming up. So please subscribe to all that, and thank you guys for joining us once again. All right, Eli, before us is the newest slate, DC Films. Uh, <laughs> I say that with excitement on my end. How, before we jump right into it, we don't have much time for all of this, uh, as you can tell by the running time of this podcast for the listeners. Uh, but Eli, how do you feel about the overall slate before we jump in? I have a trepidatious excitement. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot uh, imagine why. <laughs> you know, there. It seems like the right moves are being made, sort of. But we're doing this weird semi. We're still attached to the DCEU thing, and mm -hmm. that really troubles me. Yeah. Well, that's an understandable concern. I. I'm trying to be like a Taoist, like yin yang approach with this. I'm just trying to completely take it as it comes. I have been burned so many times. I, I feel like, it, like one of those celebrities who's gotten married like 25 times at this point. I don't need, I haven't watched to give you maybe the be best barometer of this. And this is not a DC versus Marvel thing because there is a DC movie included in this list. I haven't watched She Hulk. Miss Marvel, the show. I haven't watched um, Black Adam. And there's like two other superhero things that I just, and this even goes into Star Wars. So it's not even 
superhero. Me it's too, just, dude. I, I haven't. Right? I mean, seen all of all of those things you mentioned, uh, She Hulk, Black Adam. I haven't seen them yet at the time of this recording. <laughs> and and uh, honestly, I've almost very little incentive to. And I think a year ago, we might have been a little bitter to say that kind of thing, but especially the past year, the last phase of phase four, and then what DC's also been turning out. Um, I'll end my intro with it saying this, my, uh, among my worst films of 2022, I did the, I said I wasn't going to do the math and I actually did the percentage and it was 77% of what was on that list was a superhero movie. Um, it's not good. You know, no. I go to the movies, I see all kinds of movies, by the way. And like, so especially now, like I'm a big, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm at the movies almost weekly. That is insane. Um, so anyway, about this, because of all that, you're going to give me a new list of movies. Okay. I will watch them, especially now that I know it's a new crop. I'll give them a more of a benefit of the doubt than I would have with, uh, like black Adam, for example. Right. Cause I just, I had no excitement for that to begin with. So, and then again, a lot of phase four that was based on being previously burnt. I haven't really been that burnt by James Gunn via DC yet. So I have an open mind. It's just 10 movies or 10 TV shows and movies is a lot of stuff. And I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt on 10 things. Right. <laughs> so uh, I have an open mind. I am excited. As you first heard, I was like, DC Slate. But I, all right. So let's go through it. We have, uh, first of all, we'll just go through it as a list. And then we'll go through one by one. We have a uh, Superman Legacy. This is written by James Gunn. The film hit theaters on July 11, 2025. I think this is the only one that we actually have a date for so far. Uh, focusing on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. This is from DC.com, by the way. Uh, we have The Authority. That's going to be another movie. Uh, this is from the Wildstorm characters that folded into, or I should say the Wildstorm universe collapsed into the DC universe at some point. Uh, and they will join the DCU as members of The Authority, take matters into their own hands. Excuse me. Uh, as members of The Authority, take matters into their own hands to do what they believe is right. Uh, the Brave and the Bold which interestingly, it's not Batman, the brave and the bold. I know we got that series, but it's interesting that there is a Batman movie on a slate that doesn't have Batman in the title. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess we got that with dark Knight, but dark Knight rises. Uh, the DCU will introduce it's Batman and Robin in this unusual father son story inspired by Grant Morrison's comic series. So we know that that's going to be um, Damian Wayne Robin. That's also been confirmed. Supergirl, <laughs> Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. As you can hear about that Batman movie, uh, ironically, might not be at the top of my list. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Uh, this science fiction adventure will be based on Tom King's amazing, currently running, by the way, or it might be just finishing up. Uh, I thought that was interesting that it's that recent. Uh, Award-winning recent comic, excuse me, recent comics stories presents a Supergirl uh, viewers are not used to seeing. Swamp Thing. Uh, which, by the way, I guess we'll get into it when we get into details. Other, I have other details about Superman, Woman of Tomorrow, where she's a badass is the point. Uh, Swamp Thing, the film will investigate the dark origins of the Swamp Thing, the avatar of the green <laughs> Eli, which, spoilers, probably my most excited project. Uh, that's movies. Television projects. Uh, I guess let's take a pause so it's not just been talking for a while. I, I thought there was also Aquaman two slated Shazam. Okay, so yes, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up, Eli, because we also have, <laughs> um, we still have 
the DCEU movies to finish up for 2023. To be clear, this, what we just listed is from James Gunn's new slate that is technically a soft reboot because there's technically characters left over from the DCEU. Post-Flash. This is, yes. Everything I just listed is post-Flash. We still have to come. I had the list here. Oh, here it is. Yes. Um, we still have Sh- uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods. We still have The Flash, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. We still have the four DCEU slash soft, maybe not DCEU movies from this year left over from the previous slate. Yes. Okay. I actually misunderstood because when the news uh, first came out, I actually thought that Aquaman was going to come out after the flash. So it is coming out after the flash, but so this is, yeah. So shit got reordered. That was another thing. I don't know if that reordering was announced recently, but go ahead. What were you saying? Cause that did happen too. Well, again, I, I'm just extremely confused um, yeah. by what they're trying to keep and what they're getting rid of. Is this going to be a, like a hard reboot? Because James Gunn, you know, made the statement about Shazam saying it's not all that connected to what is going on with DC currently. So it can mm-hmm. be retained. Uh, but, you know, Henry Cavill Superman appears in that to various capacity. And that's also linked to Black Adam. So it's just, which was just dropped. So it, it's not. <laughs> and then, and then he, he also made it sound, I read an article, I'm pretty certain where they said they're going to hold on to Momoa as Aquaman moving forward. So it just seems like they're trying to retain certain DCEU properties, but they're doing a reboot and uh, it just it seems like to me at least i would want it to be all or nothing like don't okay. retain any of the dceu you would rather them clear the board than yes. have because te- technically to answer your question it's a soft reboot because and this will answer your question getting into tv right here because these can be out of order none of this is like the again the only set date that we have for an upcoming film is Superman legacy slated for July 11th, 2025. So the rest of this stuff, it doesn't matter what order we do it in. So television projects will start with Waller to help answer the question here, which is starring Viola Davis, right? We still have uh, sorry, Viola Davis. The series features team peacemaker and will be written by uh, crystal Henry from Watchmen. I'm assuming that's Watchmen HBO and Jeremy Carver from supernatural so james gunn wrote and i think directed every episode if not wrote every episode of peacemaker he's keeping waller who is not only from that show right which is technically a spinoff of a soft reboot of the dceu so first we had waller in 2016 justice uh suicide squad then we had her in the soft reboot of the suicide squad then she's in peacemaker which is a spinoff of the suicide squad and now we're getting a spinoff of peacemaker which is literally a spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff and right, it's not only a spinoff Davis. of a spinoff of a spinoff but it's a spinoff of a soft reboot of a hard reboot and, and <laughs> so that's why you're confused if you want me to answer your question as Plus, confusingly as possible that's why it's true no this is a universe that exists like you're having a soft reboot on a foundation of soft reboots and extended cuts like 
like there's so many different cuts of each movie at this point and yeah. they're like radically different like different movies um justice league is entirely different than uh zack snyder's yeah, sure. oh, justice yeah. league yeah yeah so you know it, it's just like <laughs> clear the board and i i clear the board yeah i all right so let me i'll go through this list and then i have something directly to what you're saying because i completely agree so we have creature commandos this is uh, again to finish up the 10 tvs and movies from the new rebooted soft rebooted whatever slate and james gunn we have now creature commandos so we already talked about waller we now have creature commandos a seven episode animated show in which amanda waller creates a black ops team out of monstrous prisoners uh gunn wrote all the episodes of the first season booster gold booster gold uses basic technology from the future to pretend to be a superhero in present day <laughs> uh lanterns this enormous tv event Follows intergalactic cops John Stewart and Hal Jordan as they uncover a dark mystery. And then Paradise Lost, set in Themyscira, home of the Amazons and birthplace of Wonder Woman. This drama focuses on the genesis and political intrigue of an island of all women, which is supposed to also be, as James Gunn said in the press conference, a Game of Thrones-ish uh, prequel hundreds of years prior to the birth of Diana of Themyscira slash wonder woman now to your question before comment before about why not just clear the board i think here's a problem slash solution or a problem slash i don't know weird thing of like wb made the right move i think by putting in james gunn the problem with james gunn is that the problem slash good thing about him is that he knows what he's doing he has worked in the universe of dc it's just he wants to now bring his own projects into this whole new slate that he's creating. I kind of wish he would step away from himself as a creator. I wish he would still create, like, I'm glad that he's the one writing Superman legacy. I'm glad that you have this creative head. They basically what they've done now, instead of being a head of a studio and only being a business guy, they've split that guy into two and you have a business guy on one side and you have the creative guy on the other. And by the way, Peter Saffron is also, a creative he has produced yeah. you know like a lot of the conjuring movies and, and like blumhouse is essentially with james wan and now peter saffron like blumhouse is like half of dc now which is it's like blumhouse and then trauma with james gunn <laughs> so to me that is all exciting i just kind of feel like i don't want to say he's selfish i just think maybe he has these babies that he's created in this universe and i think it's i agree it's kind of weird to bring them into his own slate because it what that does is also by proxy as we talked about brings in all these hard slash soft reboots of a universe that really needs to be cleared yeah well and and again you know i just feel especially especially with how they treated cavill i just feel that if you're going to let him go um and you're getting rid of your superman like you really have to clear everything in my opinion um yeah and like to me that slate of tv shows all sounds great to me especially since you're hitting all these different eras if you got rid of waller i think that'd be like a perfect slate i think i think all of that sounds amazing because none of it really seems connected and it's all kind of doing its own thing and then there's waller which just seems like just a, a block in the road it just it just shouldn't be there um <laughs> why do you say i that? mean I, I i because it's just 
it's a glaring representation of what we just discussed of dragging the old continuity into uh, the new continuity. You know, I thought Viola Davis actually did a really good Waller. uh, And, you know, I I would love to see more projects to her. You know, I would have loved to have seen more Waller projects, but if you're going to reboot, like I just, I think it all has to go. And, um, yeah, I don't I, know. We, we, we could talk about this more in the future, but yeah, I was going to say, that, we don't have a lot of time today. So split. let's, yeah, let's jump into each project if we could like two minutes each. Um, cause again, I, I agree, but I also think, I don't know, this is me talking out of both sides of my mouth before we move on to each project. I also think peacemaker was so good that it's like, these are comic book things. And like, I don't know, comics do similar shit all the time. Like there's, designs left over from previous universes that carry over and i think sometimes getting in short i think sometimes getting caught too, getting caught up too much in continuity can you're biting your nose to spite your face if that i agree sense. but then i say don't make an extended universe if you don't want me to worry <laughs> about continuity no i'm serious yeah. like because like that that's just what i'm looking at like i'm gonna look at the things that connect and how it connects and Mm -hmm. it's just it's confusing and i'm a comic reader and stuff and so are you and even we're having a hard time like what makes sense and what doesn't like how would the average yeah but anyway again i'm like more probably more than 50 percent agreeing with that so yeah um all right so yeah let's go one by one so we have let's do two minutes superman legacy so again written by james gunn uh july 11 2025 balancing his kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing what do you think i'm really excited i've been hungry for another superman movie forever james gunn really understands like how to bring out uh the idiosyncrasies and just like the flair and the style and the tone of like the projects he works on even if it's not necessarily like a translation one for one of the page Mm. it always he gives everything a flavor a very specific flavor and i'm really excited to see what he does with superman especially because i know how much uh this project apparently seems to mean to him and um you know it's superman like this is your guy like this is going to have to be his face of his universe so he's going to craft this uh, with a lot of attention and uh you know we can go into the details of what we want out of this in the future but i'm excited for this project yeah man me too i mean it's about damn time like this isn't even my character you know and i don't i like it more than i ever used to i think probably because i'm trying to become a nicer person the older i get <laughs> yeah. uh I have a little more patience for people and you know being a bat fan well being a bat fan maybe Batman doesn't have to have much patience for people. He broods in a cave, all that shit. So <laughs> Superman tradition, <laughs> uh, it is like the excuse to be anti-social. Whereas Superman just is like, all right, I'll deal with these dumbass humans. I could crush them all. And I'm probably smarter than most of them, but I'm going to spend my time among them and be their Moses because I'm a good guy from Kansas. And that's pretty fucking interesting. And he said too, in the press conference, like, one of the themes of this movie is being nice in a time when nice is not cool. You know, you and I were talking off mic, not about niceness, but another subject that I'm not going to get deep into, but point is things have gotten uncool in the past 10 to 20 years that baffle my mind. Um, Being nice seems to be one of them. 
and it's uh, true. I, I will. I completely. That is a really interesting spin on a character that people have been swearing you can't, you can't do it. Superman, real world. No one's ever gonna buy a nice guy, Boy Scout. I'm like, why? Like, if any time needed a Boy Scout, it's now. Um, and I also believe strongly so that Captain America did that in whatever Captain America movie that I think it was Winter Soldier. And there's like, you know, you, you sure you want the, you sure you want the, you know, red and blue on this suit? Like, people aren't feeling the red and blue right now. He's like, I actually think people need it now more than ever. And I was like, damn, that's, that felt like one of my biggest takeaways from that whole MCU ever is that line to Steve Trevor, Captain America, essentially the Superman of that universe. Um, to wrap this up, it's like, I think James Gunn yeah. is a really good to bring some light into a previously cinematically unnecessarily dark. I, I, there's no reason to bring the Nolans into man of steel. In my opinion, I got why they did it at the time, but like I didn't want it at the time. I think man of steel is good for what it is. I think it's great for what it is. I just don't think they needed to do that. Um, I'm like glad it's there as some kind of like, student film experiment but i don't need a <laughs> superman who's fucking brooding it just felt like batman begins with superman like i'm the millionth person to say that um i just don't think that's and the visually like the the color palette just really brought that movie down <laughs> yeah no I mean, like a superman movie should just be really bright and optimistic right like it should be <laughs> colorful and vibrant the that contrast movie was, was turned like down crazy. to like zero yeah <laughs> agreed so yes very excited uh, moving on, the authority. I think we could do this pretty quick because I don't know, Dick, about the authority. <laughs> Eli, off uh, to you. That's literally all I got. I don't know, Dick, about the authority. Moving on. I, I, I know, uh, <laughs> I know uh, the character Grifter vaguely uh -huh. because he appeared in the uh, the New Fifty Two uh, Futures End, which was a big. Uh, big terry mcginnis story in the mm -hmm. new 52 continuity so i have like a vague understanding of him just through the context of that story but uh really by and large i have no idea on the authority um i'm really you know i i would actually like to read about them a little more before i see this mm -hmm. uh but uh yeah you know i, I really don't have anything to say <laughs> not familiar with them <laughs> yeah i mean Joking aside, the little that I did here, just I literally I never even heard of the authority until this announcement, James Gunn's announcement, like coming out of James Gunn's mouth. He goes, the authority. I was, what is that? Literally. So, um, you know, I did hear through this news afterward that they are kind of like this seems to be an area of the DC universe where you could bring in a civil war type thing, Marvel Civil War, um, a philosophical fight, it, some detractors are saying it's kind of the woke side of dc comics now that Wildstorm's in there i don't know again i haven't read it uh i also heard there's a batman and superman type character both male who like are married like gay marriage uh so it's a pretty progressive book for sure from what i've heard i think that why not it's a time for that kind of shit if anything and i also hear it's like the boys of the dc universe so mm -hmm. If that's true, bring that shit. I mean, not to dismiss anything I just said previously, like I don't mind. Again, I think to bring debates, civil war, whatever side of the woke, let's call it debate, whatever debate is good to just bring debates into 
uh, superhero movies without again forcing it down your throat which i think is exactly what the boys does i think the boys gives you an even side of both sides and i also think that uh james gunn does that too i agree so or he seems to be a guy who would do that uh moving on the brave and the bold eli I'll let you I, What do you feel about the Raven? Again, this is introducing Batman and Robin in this unusual father-son story inspired by Grant Morrison's comic series. Go ahead. I love and hate this both at the same time. <laughs> I love the skeleton, the exoskeleton premise of what this is at its core. And I love at its core, I would love like the re- the introduction of Batman in this universe to be like a Batman and Robin just adventure, you know, movie. Mm-hmm. But can it not be Dick Grace and Robin? Can we just not have like, nope. if this is going to, I have no problem with Damian Wayne, contrary to what many people who know me personally might think. I have no problem with him. It's just uh-huh. that that perhaps he doesn't really earn, but why does he have to be the first Robin here? Uh, you know, I mean, I, yeah. It just seems, I don't know, strange that this is going to be your introduction to Batman in a universe that seems like the Justice League isn't fully even formed, but we're so far in the Bat family that we're at Damien or Damien's the first <laughs> Robin, which is which they strange. fucking not do. But go ahead. I didn't mean to jump on you, but there, but no. So I, I don't know, like more details about this movie have to reveal themselves. But as of right now, I would love this if this was a Batman, Dick Grayson, Robin adventure movie, but this is going to be a Batman, Damian Wayne adventure movie, which also shows me like the Grant Morrison run was really great because it was more so the relationship between Dick Grayson and uh, Damian Wayne forming. Mm -hmm. So it's just strange that this, this is just like a perversion of so many things to me, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I, all right. So ever since the birth of the MCU, I'll even say with Batman Begins, uh, ah, let's go. MCU is a better example. I knew the character of Batman well and through. I was obsessed with the character since I was a kid. Seeing Batman Begins at age 20 is like, all right, I know this guy. So what was amazing about the MCU, the point is I never picked up a Thor comic. Most people didn't. Most people didn't give a shit who those people were. They made good movies out of some shit that no one really knew anything about. Um, I, again, I'm, I'll have an open mind, you know, Taoist yin yang is my approach here, but who like, all right, here's the other thing too, right? Before I even get into this on Grant Morrison, let's start there. James Gunn. Have you not seen any of the DC animated movies for the past 10 years? They all, Feature Damian Wayne Robin. Okay. You're not introducing him to anyone. Everyone knows who he is. Uh, the problem is, no one at this point knows who Dick Grayson is in the GA because we haven't gotten one since the movie that killed the franchise for eight years in, in 1997. Why are you skipping? Oh, and if you have, if you don't want to skip Dick Grayson, Tim Drake, perfect. You got a Nightwing. Have your cake and eat it. You could have flashbacks to what is essentially Robin's Reckoning, his origin, if you want to even do that as a second movie. Just jump into it. And if you even want to introduce, let's say the third movie, you're introducing Damien. Don't give a shit. 
Um, or let's say at the end of this movie, there's a post credit sequence. Talia walks into the Batcave. Beloved, I have someone to introduce you to. Credits. Yeah, exactly. I don't give a shit. I just, you're starting it with the, what, fifth Robin, if you really go through the history of it. It's like, what are we doing? And Grant Morrison, uh, again, back to not just Damien, but Grant Morrison via Damien. It's like, he created Damien. So a lot of the runs that, the Decamu, the DC animated movies are based on art. It's a, it's like a mix of Grant Morrison and new 52. And like, right. that's not the most beloved speaking of beloved uh, comics. Like Grant Morrison is pretty controversial among bat fans. You know, I read the run that this is based on. It actually is pretty fun. This is way before I was like deep into comics. I did read, I, it happened to be the brave and the bold. It's fun. Some of it. It's also, again, in this, I'll highlight unusual, I mean, one of the Batmobiles, like literally they're in a tunnel, like a Holland tunnel, Lincoln tunnel type shit. And they drive on the ceiling like it's a circular fucking. And the Batmobile looks like this bubble future. I mean, it's Grant Morrison taking LSD and writing like he always does yeah. um, without that psychedelic. It's not Arkham Asylum psychedelic, which is Eli's favorite Batman comic, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, it's just Grant Morrison. I, I don't, you know, if you really, again, if unusual is your keyword and that's where you want to go, this is what I require out of this movie. At least if I see a trailer to get excited, if I see a blue and gray suit, I'll follow you to hell with that trailer. But fair. I don't know. All right. So we only have a couple minutes for these last ones. Um, Supergirl woman of tomorrow. But, you know, the bat is our character here, so he deserved uh, the most attention. I just, uh, whatever. <laughs> Supergirl. <laughs> I kind of like it when we don't have time because it's just like, what's the point? I'm just going to get yeah. more angry at things or more whatever. Again, it could be good. So what's the point of even? All right. Supergirl, woman of tomorrow. The science fiction adventure, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Basic like Tom King's amazing award-winning recent comic stories. Uh, again, this is like still in the comic shop. I was at the comic shop last week to both vent and um, get excited about this slate. And we were talking about, and I was like, oh, wow, that's like on the shelves. It's like still going or just finished. Um, a Supergirl viewers are not used to seeing. Now, she apparently grew up this version. This Tom King, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow version of the same title uh, in the comics. It's like she's from a chip off of Krypton, where I guess Krypton, when it blew up, a chip of it went off. There were survivors, and she apparently has been watching people die horrible deaths for 14 years, is paraphrasing. So yeah. she's not going to be the nicest gal. <laughs> <laughs> she's like your, uh, she's like the uh, city gal. Like normally, you know, Kara Zor-El is like, uh, she's the country country mouse, and then Batgirl's the city mouse, or city bat, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. Now, this is going to be like, you know, this is straight out of straight out of Compton Supergirl. So I'll, I'm coming in with an open mind. Especially with a girl, you know, a character who cinematically has had the shit end of the stick with that 1984 movie, and then there were sequels. Uh, absolutely garbage, and you know, to make her to pick a badass version of her, I'll take it. That I think that's smart. Yeah, I agree. Oh, um, fortunately slash not unfortunately, we only have ten minutes left according to Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. Like I thought I would want to talk about so much of this, and I'm like, I kind of, 
and you know it's old news at this point this is like two weeks in yeah so. uh, all right yeah. this is what i am most excited about i honestly will tell you right now um take it swamp, away swamp thing so this film will investigate the dark origins of the swamp thing not only am i fucking excited for a movie featuring the avatar of the green eli who has become one of my favorite comic book characters dc characters uh also just the idea that they're doing an origins because i don't think that show the new show did that character justice i think it did some justice i just don't think in terms of the origin they really needed to simplify his fucking origin it's just alec holland scientist in the swamp uh you know i believe his wife gets killed in the accident he doesn't what is surviving is just his dna which goes into the green, making him the swamp thing and, and, and the character we know. So like, I just think they really, if you streamline that into a fucking horror movie, done. James Gunn, trauma background, which shout out, not uh, shout out. What do I want to say? Props. Uh, maybe that sounds even more conceited. Uh, what do I want to say? Shout out to my former internship trauma, to my people over at trauma. And it's just amazing that I watched a dude announce an entire DC slate who interned at the same place I did in Long Island City, Queens at Troma. And oh, yeah. his poster was up on the wall, Tromeo and Juliet. That's like one of the most, because <laughs> they, uh, you know, Troma does all the uh, Shakespeare uh, spoof movies. So like, yeah, he did. That's one of their biggest ones. And Tromeo and Juliet is, is on the wall at Troma when I would walk in there every day in my internship. So um, pretty nuts. And yeah, I mean, shit. So what do you think? Swamp Thing? I'm excited for it. And I think this, I mean, like I said, I think uh, Superman is where he's going to have to craft most of his attention. But uh, mm. I just, uh, I, I would really love, because James Gunn, is James Gunn writing this movie? Producing this? That writing is unclear. This? Yeah. unclear. I think. This, oh, it's actually I rumored. Think, if you're asking a strong, strong, a likely rumor. A rumor likely to be true is that Guillermo is going to actually direct this because that was a big. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that was a big rumor. If you remember, like almost a decade ago at this point, about uh, Justice League Dark, helmed yes. by uh, Guillermo. So they're talking about, and yeah, and apparently it was James. Don't quote me on this, but apparently it was James Gunn himself who tweeted to Guillermo or some shit like that. Of like, point is, it's likely Guillermo might do it. Okay, because uh, I was going to say... Which, by uh, the way, James... uh, uh, before handing it off once again, I, I forgot to mention that. Guillermo is one of my, especially recently, the past two years, that fucking Nightmare Alley movie got me back into... I I will follow that dude again to, <laughs> to the green hell. But yeah, ahead. dude. No, I was just going to say, uh, if this was going to be a gun movie, mm. it would translate really well in his style. But, uh, you know, Guillermo, that, that'll be... I mean, amazing, like a home run <laughs> and Swamp Thing has really built this, uh, I don't know, this cult, this real strong, like cult following, at least with newer readers. You know, mm -hmm. I know that he's an older character, but uh, like I, I've just I've been seeing people a lot pretty receptive to him. So I'm I'm really excited to see like just how the movie does and uh, if it like kind of pops that character up a few notches in terms of tier fuck yes someone made a really interesting point on a podcast that like swamp thing ironically has gotten more attention in both live action pop culture than almost any other dc character like wonder woman's gotten 
one movie in one show. Swamp Thing has gotten an animated, and this isn't to refute what you're saying. It's just weird that the character isn't like the biggest because he's gotten an animated series. He's gotten like three movies of live action series. He got, or maybe it was two cartoons. Like it's just nuts. The amount of content that that character has gotten. Um, And I, I think most of that time where those things were produced were outside of anyone knowing he was a DC character. And in fact, I don't even know when he got folded into the DC universe like that. You know, he wasn't at first DC, right? I'm yeah, no, I don't. Wasn't it Vertigo so. putting out those uh, early Bernie Wrightson books? Yeah. And, and it, like he, he didn't he get rolled into DC around like the silver age. Like I don't know. Silver I think it was age. later than that. Cause it's no, no, because he was post silver age. He was 1971 Bernie Wrightson. Um, and Len Wein was the first run. Right. And then right. after that, uh, I think it was more around when maybe Alan Moore, because I know it. point is Alan Moore for sure was writing him into Batman books. And that would have been post, I guess, the initial saga of the swamp thing, which I'm pretty sure was Vertigo. So saga of the yeah. swamp thing is like the penultimate. That's like the Alan Moore kind of masterpiece of swamp thing. Yeah, I really don't want to talk out of my depth because I like swamp thing really isn't like one of my no, it's all right. main no, I was characters, just, uh, but yeah. But I am really excited for the movie. Um, and it Swamp Thing is a character that uh, is really on my list uh, that I want to read more. But a character, before we go, a character that I, I, I actually thought was going to appear, that I was hoping well, I was going to get some kind of project, was the question. Mm. Uh, I just thought that that was a character that, for some reason, James Gunn would have uh, rolled in somewhere. But... Uh, no, no question, no question show yet. <laughs> no, the knows, I, well, this is also not, you know, again, we'll blow through these other ones pretty quick, but it's like, this is also not everything that's announced. This is only 10 things, not only, but yeah, this only is not things. everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Very quickly, we have exactly three and a half minutes. All right. Creature Commandos, okay. uh, you and I did a dc showcase short review on this uh for the dc showcase animated shorts this is my introduction to the creature commandos um i'm sure it was for you as well in that sergeant rock animated short yep i remember so yeah uh i loved it i mean i thought that was a cool idea it's basically universal monsters as the suicide squad world war ii fighting nazis um this seems to be an expanded version of that which is also going to uh include to late Eli even more uh, with continuity. <laughs> Weasel from The Suicide Squad has been inducted into this creature commandos. How does that make you feel, Eli? Well, well I guess we'll see. And that's, I, I think, the prime example of like James Gunn going, this is my fucking DC universe now. Of like, sorry, James Gunn, the Weasel is not a creature commando. Like <laughs> Frankenstein and Medusa and fucking the werewolf are creature commandos not the weasel ah all right uh go ahead for me to say oh uh, nothing <laughs> all right so uh we have exactly two minutes waller we already talked about that right i mean we don't have yep. to get into that i have nothing um, more to say basically peacemaker 1.5 so okay booster gold uh I am. I think this might be the most important movie on this slate. Going back to the authority for a minute, there are places where you can bring social commentary into this stuff. There might not be a most 
there may not be a more important character than a guy who is a complete narcissist who just wants nothing more than fame and to be famous and want everyone to look at him all the time when half the population at this point from Gen X down to maybe even boomers at this point on Facebook down to Gen Z on TikTok, people who are obsessed with themselves and want nothing more to be famous for doing very little. Because what he does is steals future technology of his time to go to the past. So it's like if we took a flashlight and went to medieval times and we're like, I'm a witch. And people are like, oh, (laughs) yeah, that's what he does. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for Booster Gold. I think we need him more than ever. So also go back to, uh, well, stay tuned to the YouTube channel because clips from Dan Jurgens and I talking about that character uh, when we interviewed him will be coming back. He's the creator of Booster Gold. We had him on our show twice. We used to write Batman Beyond. Uh, Lanterns and Paradise Lost. What do you think of Lanterns? Uh, less than a minute, Eli. <laughs> Excited for Lanterns. Uh, I think they could be doing more at the Green Lanterns and I think starting at TV is interesting, but uh, I'm here for it. And Paradise Lost, uh, I'm really excited for. So nice. I yeah, I just hope Paradise a lot Lost. of room to do stuff. Yeah, same. I'm just hoping Paradise Lost doesn't make the mistakes of House of the Dragon of being so far in the past of the thing that we actually care about. It's apparently it's hundreds of years behind Diana. Uh, so hopefully it ties in a little better. And Lanterns, I hope they do what they do on uh, HBO's. Uh, what's it called? True Detective, which is what they said in the press conference of doing anthology seasons. Like one season is Hal and John, next season is Kyle and whoever. 